might hang out with her tonight, but Dak Prescott might call her tomorrow. <laughs> I yeah. can't compete with Dak. Yeah. You know, he has a stronger arm than I do. <laughs> I can't, I, can't, I can't compete with that. You know, I might make better decisions on third and fourth, but other than that, I mean, he he's way he has way a stronger arm than I do, and and his contract is a little larger than mine. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of I'll Have a Double the Podcast. This is episode Cinco. I'm Juan B. I'm Jared. What is going on, my friend? There's always something going on, man. It's actually had a great week. What about you? Great week? Oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, my yeah. week was cool. You know, I wouldn't classify as great, but, you know, we had the Memorial Day weekend thing going on last week, and right. uh, the weather behaved themselves, and... And uh, we had a couple of entities that, you know, things we did last week, and uh, the weather was nice enough to let us uh, complete those things. And we're going to talk about those things in a couple of weeks. It's, a, you know, some things we're working on internally. So that was good. And, man, we got new listeners. Um, we got new followers. And like I said, the followers get shout out. And I want to shout out to Joshua Sharon, 84. What's up, Josh? Josh is one of my homeboys. Uh, Leah Ho, 27. Hello, L.A. Dix, Andrew K. Jones, Hopper Nation. What up, Hopper? <laughs> Body in Motion, Boston Oak. What up, man? Boston Oak. You know, we went to college together, so that's, oh, yeah? that's my dude, uh, Mr. Oakley. Uh, Chubbs Whiskey signed on today. So uh, thank you guys for joining us. As always, we're growing the pod and just keep on moving, man. Just keep on going forward, man. So uh, thank you all for joining us, and thanks to those who are watching right now. Uh, hello out there in Facebook Live hello. land. I will say this is just a practice run. We're just uh, just running the camera right now. This is not how it's going to look, you know, uh, months from now, weeks from now. So right now we're just testing everything to make like, sure everything's good. Like you said, growing the pod. We're growing the pod. Yeah. We're growing the Facebook Live. Exactly. Seeing who's out there, and uh, we just want to say hello. Uh, but trust me, like we're we're we know what we're doing. We're we're going to go to the next level on this. So uh, yeah, man. So uh, I'm just uh, just happy to be here for another week, man. Happy to be alive and just just out here doing it, man. So let's just get into the Wingman app, man. So well, what's what's uh, what's the update on the Wingman app? Uh, update on the Wingman app is uh, I was going through, swiped right on a few, and the cool thing is it gives you the option if you want to talk to that person yourself mm -hmm. or if you want to pass it off to your Wingman. Yeah. So I passed a few off to you. Yeah, and you the, did. And I, I thought it was kind of funny because you were like, ah, some of the girls in here kind of, yeah. yeah, a little questionable. No, I, I will say there has definitely been an upgrade. I don't know, was it us giving Wingman you know, free advertising or what? But over the last week, hashtag wingman's wingman. Because yeah, over the last week, I have actually seen some you know, some girls has kind of stepped up a little bit. So yeah. uh, there's some promise, and I saw the ones you picked, and I picked some myself too. You know, you'll you'll see them soon. Well, uh, and that's only if uh, if they like what they see. Yeah, I I, I, um, I yeah I, I I snagged a couple. I was like, oh okay. Now I want to ask you this: How far are we talking? Like, how far are you willing to travel? Because, I mean, Dallas is pretty spread out. So, I mean, are you really trying to Fort Worth? Uh, <laughs> you know the, the, the graph that shows the level of hotness to the level of mm -hmm. crazy? It, yeah. it, 
it's kind of the same thing, but add in a third axis, which is distance. Distance, yeah. Yeah, because all those factor into... Because, no, I, I will admit, I've driven out to Fort Worth for yeah. a date. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've yeah, I've, I've taken some many of trips uh, for, for a girl that I felt was worth going for. Now, in the end, it wasn't worth it, but... Yeah, it was a fail for me, too. Um, <laughs> we, we used to call them GUs, you know, geographically right. undesirable. Oh, okay. So uh, we would, especially back in the day when I was, you know, in my younger years, when my car could only go maybe 20 miles. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was scared to go too far because I didn't want to get stuck. So when a girl tell me that she's in Arlington, I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's too far for me because uh-huh. I didn't have headlights at one point in mm-hmm. my car. So I couldn't be caught there at night because that would be a tragedy. Gotcha. Yeah, so I didn't couldn't do that. I will say for some of the wingman um, girls, I have a little advice for a few of you. Um, when you're taking a photo and using that profile pic to introduce yourself to a guy, it's probably best to do it with no one else in the photo, especially if the person in the photo is cuter than you. Yeah. And that happened several times. I said, ooh, Vanessa. Then I clicked on this one. Oh, that's not Vanessa. The other girl yeah. was Vanessa. Oh. And it just ruins it because Vanessa by herself would be okay. But yeah. when Vanessa stood next to Sheila, yeah, no, no more, no more Vanessa. <laughs> I'm like, how do I get to Sheila? Hey, Vanessa, nice to meet you. What's the name of your friend next to you right there? So, so can you wingman for your wingman? That's that's basically what you're saying. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm like, uh, and this one girl, she took a photo. There was like five people in the photo. I was like, really? You're just going to hide yourself in that photo? Like, you don't really want to be seen, do you? Yeah, it's kind of like, where's Waldo? Yeah, then, then, like, then Wilma? And then another girl, she took, you know, with her dad. I think it was her dad. And then another one was with her mom. I was like, okay, wait a minute. So, and she said one photo. So I wasn't quite sure. I was like, okay, so is it the mom that's saying she's 34? She looks great for her age, by the way. Or is it the daughter who's 34? And I'm like, damn, you 34? So you don't know which one is which. So to my advice, my advice to uh, Sophia, Rebecca, Allison, if by any chance you're watching <laughs> or listening, take, take all the other people out of your photos, please. Yeah. But also, Allison, I, I did reach out to you, so um, you're one of the people I selected. Because <laughs> you had other photos, and I saw that you were actually... Pretty cute. So, Allison, uh, Jared's waiting for you to click on it. So, holler back. You're welcome, Jared. Thanks. Yeah, anytime. I would say, I will say this. I know, like I said, we're getting this free advertising to Wingman, and I know you have some other apps, but have you ever tried a place called LA Fitness? <laughs> Lord Jesus. Yeah. That is a place you want to try. I go to LA Fitness, uh, I would say three times a week. Yeah. Between the hours of 10 and 12, 10 a.m., 12 p.m., you might want to try getting a little workout in between those hours. Yeah. I really think you should do that. <laughs> I, I, I think that you should consider, um, do you have a membership there? I don't. No. no. You know, I, I got a buddy pass. I really think you probably should consider going around the hour. And I keep emphasizing around the hours of 10 and 12. I don't know what it's like at, during an evening time because I don't really you know, uh, hang out out there during that time. But I would definitely think between 10 a.m., 12 p.m., you should uh, you should take a look. So, Jay, Yo. what are we drinking? Today, honestly, today I thought I'd pull out my favorite tequila. And, uh, you know, tequila Pierce out there, they might give me a hard time about it. But mm-hmm. honestly, man, Casamigos. Yeah. Casamigos Reposado on the rocks. Yes, for me, Lord. 
Mm-hmm. That's the first skill I ask for anywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people would know it because it's George Clooney's tequila. And so many people did not take it seriously because it's Clooney's tequila. It's the guy from ER. But it's one of the worst Batman ever. Like, yeah, but man, George Clooney never loses. Yeah. He always wins. Even when he loses, he wins. You see, you see who yeah. he married? Yeah. He never loses. You got to follow a winner. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Casamigos just sold for like $1.2 billion to Diageo. And Clooney's cut out of that, from what I heard, he made more off the sale of his tequila than he has acting, period. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, it's, it's that good. Uh, you know, the, the way they describe it is a soft, slightly oaky with hints of caramel and mm. cocoa and has a silky texture with a medium to long finish. Ooh, like a silky texture. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. Oh, man. The, the dudes just don't. Just, there are winners and losers in life. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that. I do believe that some people who are just... They're, they're just going to be winners. And I think you can one day build yourself to a winner, but some people are just naturally winners. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's some people who are just naturally losers. <laughs> Hopefully I don't really come across to those people, and I hope that's not me. <laughs> so. so so, anyways, Casamigos, Reposado on the rocks. That's my personal favorite. So yeah. uh, I even brought out the uh, gold-leafed Roadrunner glasses from New Mexico. Okay, I was hoping they were Roadrunners. I was like, this is like a Roadrunner. Yeah. So that would bring a little bit of flavor in there for that. So, you know what, Juan? After this last week, uh, what I'd like to say is a toast to those who wish me well, and the rest of them can go to hell. Okay, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I guess, man. Uh, shout out to those who Jared wants to go to hell. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, speaking of, speaking no, of, I, I, no, I, I actually have nothing after that. I have nothing <laughs> speaking of after after going to hell. Um, that Haas is just like, oh, yeah, he's really, he's all up in here. He's just all up in here. You trying to get on the camera? Yeah, he wants his moment. Is that what you're doing? You want to say hello? Say hello to all the people in Facebook land? Actually, you know what? If we put him on there as a screenshot, I bet you would get like 50 listeners. Oh, absolutely. Dog on a podcast? (laughs) We should have called it Dog on a Podcast. (laughs) Man, I saw something online. I was, as I was like, you know, looking at, you know, different topics and research, I saw a website that has, changed my life. Tell me. It was just 30 minutes ago, too. And my life's already been changed. And I am just like, this is going to be the best summer ever. Ever. The website is called Flexible.com. Okay. And what it is, is it's a guide for Netflix for lazy people like me. And yes, you can go on Netflix and look at, you know, um, the, the new shows, and you can look at you know what you might like. They suggest stuff for you, mm-hmm. and they got drama, this and that. This site it actually sets up where you can pick the genre, genre, the rating, the, and sort by, and you can go by popular, coming soon, leaving, originals, and you can always you can also you can say the release year. So you say that okay, like I want a comedy. That has at least a five star rating, and it came out between ni- uh, 2018 and 2019, and all of those will pop up. I mean, and you can go from TV show mm-hmm. because I love the TV shows, and because Netflix has been rapid firing lately. Yeah, like every time I look up, there's a new show, new show. I was like, I can't keep up with these shows, mm-hmm. and and because I can't keep up, I kind of like just turn off because I, I can't I can't keep up. So I just rely on friends going, Hey, have you seen that show? Ooh, let me write that down because I'll just watch that one because I, I just it's just too many shows. But 
I can literally go on here and select what type of movie or what show I want to watch, whether it's a movie, TV show, uh, the rating, and the year. And Because I'm big on, like, what's out now. And I want to see what 2018, 2019. So I have mine set for 2018, 2019, comedy, TV show, and boom, they all pop up. And they also, you can do the coming soons. And that, I love that, too, because there's a lot of shows that come out. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know when it was coming out. Instead of waiting for that little box that pop up every once in a while. Yeah. But when you want it to pop up, it's not there. <laughs> like, when you, when you want to know when Jessica Jones is coming out, it, it won't show up. Yeah. You know, it's like, is Jessica Jones June or is it July? So, man, this site is freaking phenomenal. And I don't know how long it's been out, but it has changed my summer because don't tell anybody. Don't tell my girlfriend because I'm kind of looking for some shows that I can watch on my own. Yeah. I love the shows we watch together. Oh, yeah. But I, I want some of my... It's nice to have some that's just yours, you know? Want, yeah, because she's gone a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I have a lot of free time. So what do you home. do? Not watch Netflix? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I got to watch some shows that I know that she doesn't care about. I can only play so much NBA 2K, you know? I, I you know, And the basketball season's almost over. And by the time you guys hear this, uh, the series will be tied 1-1, going back to Golden State. That's our, that's our ESPN update. And so, you know, I got to have something to watch this summer before football season. Right. So this is going to change my summer. <laughs> I am so <laughs> excited. And the one thing I like the best is the leaving. So you can click on it, and it tells you the shows that are leaving. Um, so by the time people listen to this podcast, uh, unfortunately, for my white brothers and sisters, uh, Legally Blonde will no longer be av- available to view on Netflix. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, so everybody, I will do a Legally Blonde uh, binge-watching party, Legally Blonde 1, Legally Blonde 2, and there was also a, a short fan series that was uh, produced after that. Oh. And feel free, we can uh, do dances and quotes and, and throw popcorn. Well, I, well, like I said, we're, we're, we're shooting, I mean, we're, we're recording this on Friday, uh. May 31st, so you got four hours and 15 minutes, and Legally Blonde will be gone. Yeah, sorry, sorry, um, all my white brothers and sisters, that Legally Blonde is gone um, because that I think I looked it up, and that is the whitest movie in the last uh, 20 years. What is it? Bend and snap, something like that. So you bend. What? Those of you, you who have watched uh, Legally Blonde, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. See, once again, I, I haven't watched the show. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched the movies, uh, <laughs> any of the movies, because I mean, I think it's, it's yeah, it, you can't get any whiter than you really Legally can. Blonde. Or, or, or girl interrupted. What that's, about white chicks? No, nah, that's well. That was a spoof off of white people. Exactly. So, so it's not really. B- but is that even more white? No, because I mean, first of all, it's majority of black people in it, so that kind of kills the whole whiteness of it. Gotcha. So I mean, if you want to talk about like you got um, American Pie. Oh yeah, it's very white. Very white. Very white. Um, Charlie's Angels. All of them. Yeah. Very white. Right. I mean, you can't, yeah. Well, what about Lucy Liu? It's a white movie, though. It's not, it's not, see, here's the thing. It's not like saying it's only white cast. It's just a very white movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just, the white people just jump out the screen on you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a turkey sandwich with extra mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, Sex in the City. Yeah. That's, woo, very white. Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, just, and not saying these are bad movies. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's just very white movies. That's all. You know, like there's some white movies that I love. Top Gun. Yeah, very white movie, but I I, I thought that I thought that was awesome. Absolutely, uh, Happy Gilmore. 
It's a white movie. It is very white movie. Very, but I yeah. en- I enjoy it. So I, I'm not saying that I, I don't enjoy a good white movie, but I know a white movie when I see it. And these and these ones I named are some very white movies. So shout out to Legally Blonde one and two. Mm-hmm. I think all Reese Witherspoon movies are considered white movies. Uh, I, yes, <laughs> I, I think she did one. Where she was like, she didn't have makeup on, and she was like, it was in the South, and I think there were some black people in it. I don't remember. It, I, I think I remember seeing a movie of Reese Witherspoon, and, and if anybody knows what that is, they'll tell me. But when I see Reese Witherspoon, I go, woo, I smell a white movie coming on right now. Who else? Who else would be like the, if you see that name, you go, that's going to be a white movie. Oh, it's the... I, 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 I used to say Matthew Jerry McConaughey. Jerry McGuire. The, 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 the woman. Tom Cruise? No, no, no. The woman in Jerry McGuire. Oh, um. Ah! What is her name? God. Ah! Ah! <laughs> ah! I can't remember her name right now. I'm, I'm looking at her. I can't think yeah. of her name. I can is see anybody her. helping us out? Uh, anyone? No one? I don't know. Helping S- us out? Samantha? Uh, anyone? Oh, Samantha's on. Hey, Samantha. Hey, Samantha. Uh, Raylan. Uh, I haven't seen you in forever. Uh, Shane. Oh, yeah. I, I know you probably have watched Crap. Jerry Maguire on repeat. So. What is her name? I don't know. I can't think of her name. Is it Jones Diary? Yes, I I know exactly who you're talking about. I just can't. She's been she has been gone for a while. Where has she been? Oh, I, I think it was botched plastic surgery I, or something like that. Really? Seriously? Yeah, I think she went and tried to get stuff fixed. Oh it no, just didn't work out. Yeah, I could be wrong though. I can't think of her name again. If we can't remember her name, I probably yeah ah, wrong about that. Can't, one. can't think of her name, but um, like I said, I used to think Matthew McConaughey was that, but I think he's gotten over that. Oh, he, he used, decided he used to, to embrace his stoner hippie self. And yeah, now he kind of transcends. He, uh, he had to get in the He had to get his foot in the door. He had to kind of get his name out there. So he had to do some very white movies. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, Brad Pitt. Else? No, 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 not Brad. No, Brad. No, Brad. Brad. No, he has done. Don't get me wrong, but right. no, Brad's everywhere. Okay. Yeah, no, All Brad. Right. Yeah, no, Brad's everywhere. So who else would stand out? You go. Yep, white movie. Um. You know what? You know what? White what stand for white movies? Hmm. Any movie that the title is a holiday, like Valent. Remember the Valentine? I know. Yeah, yeah. Where oh, they, they put like four, fourteen different storylines yeah, and they all come yeah, together. Yeah, all the very white movies. Now yeah. some black people in it or Hispanic, but no, they're white movies. <laughs> white people love those movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you know why? Because they come out on the holidays, and so the whole family, the the cousins, the aunts, uncles, like they black all. People like holidays too. We, I'm we, not we, saying they don't. <laughs> We we had a few. I think we had this this Christmas was one, and it was a lot of singing and dancing. Which I'm like, really? That's that's not what all black people do. We don't have all our family unions. We don't break out and dance. By the way, if anyone's thinking that that's what happens, but no, everyone's not playing dominoes. But yeah, all of the holiday movies that name after holidays, white movies. Uh, Lifetime itself, yeah, is just a white channel. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know. It actually asked me when I turn to Lifetime. It goes, "Are you sure?" <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm in a white mood right now. I yeah. want to watch some white movies, damn it. So Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Oh. All right. Thanks, Raylan. Speak, speaking of white, whew, she's very white. Yeah, that's why I said. You asked for white. <laughs> I gave you electric white. <laughs> you want it white, my friend. Yes. Um, and I said last of 20 years, you know, so I mean you can go further. I mean, birth of the nation is pretty white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Jerry? Did you hear what I just said? I said Birth of the Nation. You know how bad of a movie that is? Like, this is about the Ku Klux Klan, and your response was, mm hmm. That's supposed to have been fun. I'm going to put a laugh track. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to have a what? laugh track. No, I just took, I was like, okay, that is the punchline. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if you were to throw a little, little sprinkle or something on there. I didn't have there. Birth of a Nation. I didn't have to say anything after that. That was. That was wrong and funny <laughs> at the same time. 
and you gave me a mm-hmm. Not, don't worry. And, and, uh, on the show by Tuesday, when it comes out, it's going to uh, be a laugh track. Yeah. I was real. setting it up, too. I, I, I had it all teed up, too. You said, mm-hmm. <laughs> you were like, yes, Birth of Nation was a very white movie. <laughs> yes, I mean, it. absolutely. <laughs> the way the white people paint their faces and chase the white the women around, yes, very white. Mm-hmm. Very white. I think wow. they overdid it in the costuming with all the the white, the white on white on white. Very monochromatic. Yeah, yeah. I didn't understand the whole they sheet and the whole thing. Throwing in a pop color or something. Yeah. That's Birth of the Nation talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'll have a double. Oh, and I'll have a double. <laughs> mm. Mm. But you know something I've been hearing? I've been talking to a lot of women lately. And I know we actually was discussing um, this very topic. Um, and I've had some some women talk about you know dating and being in relationships, and I've talked to some very successful women that are dating. And the thing, the common thing that I hear is that they say that you know they're single for this or that, but they always say, "Well, I just think that men are intimidated by a successful, strong woman." And mm-hmm. my first question was, "Who are these men?" Mm-hmm. And what do you think it is about you being successful and strong that is being that wall between you guys of whether or not it's success or failure? You know, and so I started asking some people. You started asking some people. Yeah. And I'm still trying to find what that is. You want my opinion on this? Yeah, this is a podcast. We're, we're hosting. I together. guess it, that's yeah. why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. There are some men that are intimidated by successful, strong women. I mean, that is true. Should there. we should we uh, explain what we mean by should we say categorize what successful means? I mean, yeah. What, what's your definition for uh, for success and well, for you know strong and successful? Yeah, I I'm not saying that you know I make fifty five and she makes fifty seven. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm saying that she is you know probably her own boss, you know, or an executive. Um, a lot of her time is devoted into her business. Is devoted into what she's doing. Um, she's, she's in charge, you know, she's quote unquote running the show, so to speak. And she has a grip on her career. She has a grip on where she's going. She knows what she wants. She knows when she wants it. And she also can dictate where other people will be as well. Those are the, that's the level when I say successful and powerful, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the level I'm talking about. So I, like for me, uh, successful and powerful, uh, in the context of this conversation, Mm -hmm. Uh, it would be somebody like they've got a master's degree and they're looking to make partner, you know, before they turn 30 at, at, you know, at their law firm. Yeah. Like that's successful. That's, that's intelligent. That's, you know, they worked really hard to, you know, to do that. You know, same thing with the powerful, you know, big personalities, they can carry a conversation. They can walk into any room and not have an issue. Mm -hmm. They, you know, power to me is like internal power, self power. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they might ask you how they look like in their dress, but they know they look good kind of thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so to me, that's that's powerful. And then successful is just, you know, it's not the corporate ladder. It's just, uh, you know, within their field, they, they have a presence mm-hmm. within their field. They're, yeah. they're known or, or respected somehow. So to, to me, that's what uh, strong and, yeah. and successful means. And, and you have strong, successful women in your own family. So, oh, I mean, you, yeah. can, you can speak on that. Absolutely. It, anyways, shout out to my sister, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're in Jacksonville, Florida... She, uh, her boutique just won the best boutique in the city. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout out. Yeah. So, so man, it is about, you know, um, and she's married? Yeah, she's uh, married. Actually, she's, uh, she's in town. We got to have dinner last yeah. night. Uh, she has a daughter that's uh, 15 months now. Yeah. 
a business owner. She's married. She runs a household and everything. I'm so proud of my so sister. Ex- so just not without talking too much, but like the husband. So what, what type of demeanor is the husband? They have a system where they, they absolutely they support each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, when one falls a little short, the other one will help them fill yeah. in the gaps, you know, taking care of the kid, taking care of the dogs, taking yeah. care of the house, all of that. That's whenever you know you've, you've got a real partnership because instead of, uh, you know, breaking somebody down to build yourself up or, yeah. or, or, or trying to keep someone down so that you just look bigger, mm-hmm. since they're a team... One person's success is the other person's success. Yeah. And it's a household. It's a family's success. And, you know, while my sister and her husband, yeah, everybody's got an ego. Right. They, uh, they respect each other's ego. Yeah. And so they, they build up their, their team. I mean, I've been in a situation where, you know, I was dating a girl who was the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like a situation where she was in charge. You know, I mean, right. she was making the bulk of the money at the time. But it, I never felt like I wasn't a man. I wasn't felt like I was being, you know, oh, I'm not, I'm not the one in charge. Blah, blah blah. It's like I, no. I mean, we we still had roles. We still had stuff we had to do. She was doing the heavy lifting, right? But I made sure that everything else was taken care of because mm-hmm. she was doing the heavy lifting. So I never had an issue with her making more money because that was people always said that too. Could you? I've had that question. They say, could you handle a woman making more money than you? I was like, I would love for a woman to make more money than me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, my girl now makes more money than me. And I'm like, yes, I want her to make more money. You know, yeah. I don't have that. Uh, it, it, that never affected me. Well, the, the flip side of that real quick is uh, that's whenever you know if your your partner's with you because they need to or mm-hmm. if they want to. Mm. You know, mm. and that's that's the ultimate test on there. Like if you. Having your, your significant other, your spouse, whatever, actually outperform you, then they're yeah. with you because they want to be. They're not with you because they're depending on you. Yeah. And I will say this. I've noticed that a lot of successful women that, you know, quote, unquote, make their own money, mm-hmm. got their own shit, and they're very, they're doing it very well. They take less shit from guys, well, you know, <laughs> because yeah. they're like, I don't need this. I don't have to be here. Yeah. And it's almost like the same thing they criticize guys about, you know, guys would just like just give and leave if they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Well, successful women, they do the same thing. And I've noticed a lot of the, the successful, powerful women that I know that are single, they're not walking around saying, I need a man. I want to get married. They're like, if it happens, it happens. Like, I'm good. You know, and, that, and why is that? So where's where that biological thing that people say, well, women have a need to be in a relationship, but if, if they got enough money in their bank bank account, all of a sudden that need's not there anymore? <laughs> like, eh, I don't so that, that might be true for some. Yeah. Uh, I try not to use, like, you know, d- definitives. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you know, but I think that that's actually a, a lesser percentage. Mm-hmm. I think larger than that is uh, women have been... Uh, I'm not speaking for women. Well, no, it's, no, it's no, my, yeah. yeah. I, I got to be careful. It's it's my understanding. It's my it's my opinion that uh, you know women are raised to uh, basically they have to make a choice. Right. They have to choose between family yeah. and a career. Mm-hmm. And so by the time they've developed their career, they've already accepted the fact that they made that choice. Yeah. And so now that's the path they're going to go down. Yeah. Uh, you know, without being able to or, or having the opportunity to to try both. So having that mindset that. You know, they're going to be, quote, unquote, you know, dating or like if it happens, it happens. But I'm not really, you know, uh, waiting on it or looking, you know, looking, you know, looking for it, whatever. Is that the thing that might turn guys off? Is it the fact that they feel like, well, she's not interested enough 
you know, because some guys kind of need the, you know, because, you know, we used to the guy, uh, the woman kind of being the, let's say, well, I was talking about the push and puller. Mm-hmm. We're kind of used to the woman being the one that pulls you into the relationship. They keep you in the relationship. They pull you in to get married. When are we going to get married? You right. know, and but if you're in that relationship and you don't have that, Mm-hmm. Is there some insecurities that sink in, going well? Maybe she's not that into me, or maybe she doesn't care enough. Well, it, yes, mm-hmm. it, and I was gonna take that a step further. Yeah. It's it's not so much that they don't care enough. It's it's basically the woman has already outlined what her priority is. Yeah. Her priority is herself and her career. Uh, in that scenario that you're you're lining out. Yeah. And so, if I'm gonna date a woman. I'm going to want her to see me as much as I want to see her. Right. I'm going to have a, an equal reciprocal kind of thing where, you know, it's not always like I'm, I don't have to be like number one. Right. Like, but just, I want to make sure I'm, I'm a priority. Yeah. You know, when push comes to shove, where is it going to be? Yeah. It's, that's also the overinvesting. Like, because if I'm going to date somebody, I want to be with somebody. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to figure out that they have a uh, one foot out the door, you know, that, uh, that just sucks. And, and, and I think sometimes it's it's the perception of one foot out the door, but they really don't. But they have this mentality of, well, I got this going on with for my with my life. Um, I got this going from a career standpoint. I got all of these things going on. If this guy just doesn't fit into what I'm doing, then it just didn't work out. I'm, I'm willing to move on. A lot of people that may not be in that level, you know, they're willing to give it all away. You know, how many times have you? I've met I've met guys and girls here in Dallas because you know no one from Dallas still lives here, <laughs> and you say how do you get here? And they're like, well, I, you know, I was dating a guy and he had a job in Dallas, so I came here and and then we got you know then we split up, so I just stayed here, you know. It's like what were you doing back? Well, I was going for my engineering degree, and but then he got the job here and they just gave it all up, yeah, you know. And I think women tend to do it more than guys, you know. I think it's like it's almost like expected for the woman to give everything up to go be with the guy and, you know, and then build a family that way rather than mm-hmm. the guy giving everything up to go with her. You're starting to see it more now. Right. Which is, you know, bravo, bravo to that. Um, but I think we're seeing more successful women, you know, the, you know, out there, you know, single. and But they're not single like, oh, I'm single. They're like, yeah, I'm single. So what? You know, I, yeah, I date. You know, or yeah. I had fun with that guy. They, you know, honestly, they talk like guys. Mm-hmm. I, I got a couple. I got a couple on the line, you know. And, women, and then these women talk the same way. There's a few dudes around, you know. They're around, but you know, one's in LA, you know, one's in one's in Chicago. When I see him, I see him. But then I say, "Wow, you you sound like a dude." Yeah, <laughs> and and they they sound like the dudes that other women they make fun of or they they yeah. resent. I yeah. should say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think. For guys, I think when you meet somebody like that, that comes in your city, and like, hey, meet meet me at the Ritz Carlton, and then you go meet her at the Ritz Carlton, and then y'all hook up, and she's like, so this was fun, um, you know, I'll be back in town, you know, in a month or two, you know, let me know if you're busy, and it's like, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't like this feeling, <laughs> you know, like, you know, the, 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 you know, in the movie Boomerang, you know, she left money on the table, For you know, cab, yeah. it's like, oh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like this way. And so there's some men that might feel intimidated by what the success and powerful, you know, how they deal with that. I don't know if so much is the woman being successful and powerful is what's being intimidated. I think it's the things around it that may intimidate the guy. And also in the workforce, having a girl boss. Yeah. I mean, you were talking about, you know, that earlier today, you were talking about, you know, how men 
react to women in charge. Yeah, I, there's there's several things that factor into that. I mean, one, unfortunately, we do still live in a. There are chauvinists out there. There are misogynists. There are, and for them to come in and uh, have a female as a boss is a huge, huge culture shock. Yeah. Uh, you know, then additionally, you've got the um, the competitive types, the competitive yeah. type of men, where uh, it's just like, all right, well. You're a woman, so I, I can do your job better than you. Right. And they're condescending mm-hmm. and, and that type of stuff and always trying to, to sneak and snake around them. No, so you've got the, you've got the chauvinist, you've got the, uh, the, the superior mm-hmm. complex, and then you've got the one where they just, yeah, they, they flirt sexual harassment, well, you know, you know yeah. that kind of stuff, because they're trying to get in good graces with a woman in power. And that's the only tool that they have that they yeah. know. And so they're trying to flip the gender roles on that. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's one of the biggest uh, situations that occur is, let's say, you know, you have a company and then you have, like, managers and then the 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 woman is over those guys. But then you have an executive who's a guy. A lot of times the guys will kind of jump over the woman and go talk to the boss boss. They're like, hey, you know, let, let me talk to you. Yeah. You know? You know, I, she's a woman. And I know how that goes, but let me let me jump over to you. You know, they try to jump over it, and I will say, I think there's a lot in common. We're not going to go there right now, but I think from a racial standpoint, I think you know, um, a black man in charge, it, I think put in the same category as a woman in charge because they go, you know, I can probably go over their head and talk to somebody else. Let me talk to somebody else. Yeah, you know, it's like I, you don't really know everything, but, and I know you only got this position probably because you're a woman. You know, because you know they had to do it. So uh, you know, let, let me let me go over go over her head. Well, to to illustrate this, there was a, a new research published uh, for the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin, uh, talking about masculinity and mm-hmm. femininity in yeah. the workplace, and it's basically saying like uh, like if I was brought in, and my boss was a woman, yeah, to negotiate a raise, I am going to push harder, and I will actually get a higher raise. Because I'm trying to do battle. I'm trying to, you know, it's yeah. it's a weaker, it's the weaker, I'm doing yeah. quotation no, we're marks. Quoting. We're quoting. Yeah, quotation yeah. marks. Yeah. Uh, it's the weaker sex. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to battle and I can get more. And uh, this research showed that they were able to get $5,000 more in an annual salary raise than if the man was going up against another man. Wait a minute, so he got it more, uh, so it, it worked against a man rather than a woman. Correct. So, so okay. a man with a female boss. Mm-hmm. He felt superior. Okay. And so he went harder. Went harder, yeah. And he was able to get a higher raise oh, versus okay. if that he was negotiating against a man right, boss. Right. That's a, you know, equal footing. And so he just went with what he thought he deserved with what was offered. But uh, wouldn't, uh, here's a thought. I, I think, I will say, when I'm having a conversation, now I've had men and women bosses. And I look at it as there's good bosses and there's bad bosses. I've had some good women bosses. I've had some bad ones. I've had good men bosses. I've had some bad ones. Um, but I would say my conversations with the female boss is a little different than the male boss. I do, I, I guess, have more of an emotional conversation. I, I kind of tap into the emotional side when I talk to a female boss, mm-hmm. which is, I think, so in other words, if I'm talking about a raise with a guy, I'm just punching numbers. I'm saying, you know, this is what I did for sales. This is what I did for, you know, between this, you know, Q1 and Q2, you know, I raised, you know, our profit share to this, 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 you know, like I'm just throwing out numbers. 
with the female, you know, I'm going to throw those numbers out too, but I'm like, you know, trying to get my son in college. Um, you know, me and my wife, we're, we're trying to have a second kid. Oh, see you know, that. you start throwing out, you start throwing out all these other things of why you need this money, this and that. You know, you start trying to appeal to the emotional side of like, this is why, you know, I'm like, so I'm, I'm sorry. What, what well, I was going to say, the only thing, according to this research, man, is that you, you be shooting yourself in the foot yeah. over like two thirds of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of broke it down and said there's, there's mainly two personalities mm-hmm. uh, to female uh, uh, bosses. Yeah. And it's either uh, the den mother yeah. or the ice queen. Mm, yeah. Okay. Now, if you go up against an ice queen, uh, basically she is just acting as if she were a male. Yeah. That's, that's all. She's not being icy or anything. Right. She's just being. Exactly. You know. Yeah. When a, when a woman act, you know, when a woman quote unquote acts like a man, then yeah. she's being a bitch. Yeah. She's being, you know what I mean, like frigid. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's a cold hearted bitch. Yeah, you know. You know. So in that case, they wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. But uh, with the mother hen, yeah, mm-hmm. or the den mother, that that's when you kind of kind of appeal to the emotions. But even then, yeah. But yeah, that, that would that just be. But too. that's just one of the perceptions. That's what the approach would be. And of course, you know, if you work with a woman, you know yeah. how you need to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And there's some guys out there too. I mean, I had a guy boss. And I know he was big at gambling. He liked he liked sports gambling. Yeah. So I went in there and man, we talked about sports gambling all the time, even though mm-hmm. I knew nothing about it. I would Google stuff and find out like what the numbers were for a game coming up. Going, oh man, the Cowboys minus five. What do you think about that? <laughs> you know, just to start that conversation and yeah. then just start gradually talking about other things. So right. it's one of those things you gotta get to know. But I, like I do, I, there's definitely a different way that we approach women and and men bosses. I will say. You know, I just do a lot of events and mm-hmm. event planning. I will say, I will say this, <laughs> that there are times that the female bosses did stress level, did get a little higher, and it did affect the group more than the male bosses that I had. Now, this mm. is just from the male bosses and female bosses that I had. They, they're, they're dealing with the stress when it comes to, like, we got to get everything done within an hour. The guy would be like, hey, guys. Um, get this shit done. We got an hour. And I'm going to go get coffee, and I get back, it needs to be done. The female boss is like, guys, what are you doing? We got to get this done. And she's like literally running around, you know, looking at everybody. Get it done. I was like, well, I, if you leave me alone, I can get this done. You know, so it's very just, oh, my God, we got to get this done. I'm so stressed. You know, it's just like, calm down. You're, you're stressing everybody out right now. Yeah. Now, that's not saying that's how all female bosses are. But in my experience, especially in the event world, that's what I dealt with. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, when I come to an event and I saw a, a male, I'm like, Good. <laughs> now, he might not know Jack. She might be way better at a lot of different things, but when it came down to the stress, I think sometimes the the women bosses tend to be a little more stressful than than the male bosses. You know, there's a something else that, uh, you know, reading off this uh, another article, you know, whenever people describe themselves as being successful or mm-hmm. powerful, yeah. there's there are other words that, that go along with that, yeah. you know. Um, you know, it's the flip side. You know, the flip side of being bright is being opinionated. Flip mm. side of being analytical is being difficult. Mm. Being funny is being sarcastic. Moral clarity is arrogant. Entrepreneurial is a workaholic. Flip side of being uh, charismatic is being self-centered. You know, and, and whenever you go out on, on dates or with your employers or whatever, you just have to think about uh, it's not necessarily what you want to get. Yeah. It's if you want the problems that come along with it. Right. And, you know, when we're talking about powerful, successful women, it's not just in the workforce. It's not mm-hmm. just with the family. I mean, it's it's in social media, too. You know, who are the powerful, successful women in social media? Yeah. They are the 
Instagram models. They're the ones with the 18.4 thousand followers. Or they're, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or, or 20 or 100 or, or yeah, whatever. Million, million, two, two million, three million. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, you know, the, you know, best looking woman in the room. Yeah. Or whatever it may be. That's also, you know, not to go into a yeesh moment where, you know, only talking about a female's physical characteristics, yeah. but that is a factor. And do you want the problems that go along with that? Yeah. And I always, like I said, I keep going back to uh, women saying that, oh, well, men are intimidated by, it. you know, especially their friends. Their friends are, well, they, men are just intimidated by you. You're just, so, you know, it's like, are they intimidated? Or they're like, there's some characteristics about you that, and because of what you are and who you are, that they're just not into. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that it's, you know, it's a whole intimidation thing. Now, there might be some. But as a whole, like I've spoken to, you know, quite a few men, um, and I've asked them, I was like, "Do you would you have a problem with a girl making more?" Now, mind you, the probably the guys that I'm talking to are a lot like me, where you know, hey, we just we just out here trying to make it, grinding, trying to make it. So they're like, "Hell yeah, I want my woman to make money," <laughs> you know. But as a whole, if you have this rich and powerful guy, does he want a rich and powerful woman? A lot of them are like, "No, I want her at home. I want her to take care of the kids. You know, I want her to handle the home front. I don't need her out here." You know, making you know million dollar deals and flying Lear jets and like that's my job. So I guess does it mean like the type of so these rich and powerful women or let's say rich successful in their own right, mm-hmm. women in control of their lives, is there a type of man that they should be more going towards? You know what I'm saying? Rather than trying to go to find their match or or someone above them, someone that can kind of fit where they need them to fit. Well, and. Exactly that. You want to you want to find somebody that's complimentary to you. Mm-hmm. You know where, you know, if you are a successful, powerful woman, doesn't mean you won't date a successful, powerful man. Yeah, it goes more to the personality traits, mm-hmm. more into your you know your processing, your mentality. Uh, you know, if you prefer a much more like testosterone masculine man. Yeah, you know, just as as the as his personality versus having that translate into the bank account, the job. You know, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. So again, that's why we asked like what our definitions of those words were at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, you just look for somebody that that compliments you on, on that. Not on not on the job or the the cars or flying the jets. It's just the mentality of a home, a family, a partnership. Yeah. That's in my opinion what to what to look for. I mean, I have a friend and she has blown up in her career over the last, you know, year and a half. Like I won't say zero, but from zero to hundred, real quick. And she had made the comment about how successful she is. And she's like, so that basically means I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. (laughs) You know, because her career has gone such a certain level. And also she had made a comment that she can't date anyone in her business that is not her level or below because they can't deal with her success. You know, for example, if if she's on a tour for her, her business because people are paying money to see her on tour... And then he is like, you know, doing open mics at the local bowling alley. It's this hard conversation to have after she comes off tour and go, hey, honey, how was your week? Well, uh, five people came to my, um, you know, to my open mic and I killed, you know. And, you know, also, although, you know, when a guy hit a strike, it kind of distracted everybody because, you know, he was, you know, the balls are hitting and people are cheering. But other than that, between bowls, like, I was killing. So I guess, it's, you know, it, so she talks about how, it's hard to find someone her equal or above because below can't the ego can't deal with, you know, her being more successful. But the other way around, I think it would be different. I think the woman would be able to support him 
and what he's doing. He's like, go get him, honey. You know, I'm trying to, but go get him. But the other way around, the guy's like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't. I can't do it. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Shout out, shout out to you if you're listening. You know who I'm talking to. Yep. We're going we're gonna to have you on the podcast, too, by the way. And then we can, we can say your name. <laughs> what I was talking about earlier, I, to explore that a little bit more, is, uh, you know, uh, power and success through, you know, social media, having that representation out there. You know, there's, there's a lot of men who think that, oh, I, I, I want to date the, the women that I'm liking their photos yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff and what you see in the pictures. But I was talking about, do you want the problems that come along with it? Like, yeah. if you're dating a very uh, successful, uh, you know, powerful woman who works as an attorney, yeah. well, you have to deal with the problems that go with that. They're going to have long hours. You know, there's going to be seasons where, you know, business is really high. They might not be able to spend as much time with you and everything yeah. else. But you'd be dating a woman who has that kind of mentality. You know, same thing with uh, the women who uh, succeed and are powerful on social media. There's a lot that goes along with that. Yeah. Because it's not that they are intimidating. It's that everyone around them yeah. is intimidating. Right. You know, you, you've got, the you know, especially with, like, sugar dating nowadays and, you know, if you're dating a beautiful woman. What's you, that, Jared? Sugar dating? Yeah. Tell oh. me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> so sugar dating is basically... Uh, Oh man, if I was gonna say what was on my head, mm. it's damn it. <laughs> okay, you gotta say stuff, man. All right, so this might get me in trouble. Get uh, in trouble, man. It's a podcast. In my opinion, this is, does not reflect the opinions on all. Yeah, just mine. No, sugar dating is a. It's the it's the new on demand uh, or not on demand. It's a sus- subscription model to prostitution. Okay. Is what it is. Basically, sugar daddies they pay a monthly fee, uh, anywhere from five hundred to two thousand to five thousand to ten thousand dollars a month every month. What's the difference between two hundred and ten thousand? What do you get for ten thousand that you don't get for two hundred? What do you think? I mean, <laughs> the delivery, like <laughs> <laughs> overnight, over, overnight, same day delivery. No, it's a, it's it's they they work out. Uh, basically, it's you know prostitution. That, that is the oldest. The profession in the world. Oldest profession in the world. And Las Vegas. Just moved along, you know, with the times. Now, mm-hmm. like I said, it's subscription based. Yeah. So the 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 sugar daddy pays in every month, and from what I've learned, because I looked some of this stuff up, <laughs> uh, yeah, I looked it up. <laughs> There's like online only, where you can just get like pictures and like yeah. web chats. It's like look through the window. Yeah, look through the window mm-hmm. up to just uh, come over and read you a book or you know cook you dinner or like the whole girlfriend experience kind of thing. Yeah. Moving up to taking them out in public, yeah. you know they okay. they escort you <laughs> hey, to, uh, to the events, and then you know moving up from there is uh, physical touch, yeah. sexual exchanges, like all that kind of stuff, up to the you know travel partners and all of that. And these these you know sugar babies, they can have multiple sugar daddies. They can just have one for exclusivity, <sighs> uh, that kind of thing. And, and even sometimes they just they don't even meet. Their sugar daddy. It's a. Uh, it's it's called financial domination or something like that. <laughs> the 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 sugar daddy <laughs> just gets off on giving somebody money. Just, man, yeah. is, is there something for like guys? Can we do some sugar mamas? <laughs> is, is there a site for sugar mama? Is there a sugar mama site? Like, can we? I mean, hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking. All all hypothetical. Yeah. All I, hypothetical. Yeah. Uh, sugar mamas. I don't know. Honestly. It's got to be. There's a site for everything. Now. I mean, there's it, an app it for probably everything. Probably is. Got to be some. You know what? I think we should we should research sugar mamas. We we can come up with a fake account and do a sugar mama and just see what who's out there. I'm just curious what sugar what mamas are out there. I, I'm just That's, curious, you know. Well, I mean, we're talking about powerful, successful women. I know. Because here's the thing that that type of arrangement is really common for 
you know, business executives that that travel. They want to travel companions. Exactly. This you know, they're they're hitting these conventions all the time, and it's a lot easier to, you know, to bring it with them than to <laughs> than to find it there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You got to find the nearest bar. You got to find. Like, hey, where does everybody go? Mm-hmm. You got to ask all these questions. So what you do is you like you go to like the, you know, you get off the plane. Trust me, I I used to do this. I used to travel. You know, three hundred days out of the year. So I know how it is when you used to go into a city single. You go, you go to like a you know, some sort of place that had, like, a cute girl working there. So you go mm-hmm. to a Hooters, you go this, and you find one of the waitresses and go, where, where, does, where does everybody go? Yeah. Or what I, what I say is, where do your friends go? Where do you and your friends go when yeah. you're not working? And then she'll, well, Thursday nights is that, Friday nights is that. I'm like, mm-hmm, writing them down, you know. So mm-hmm. it's difficult. So if you already had something set up, already ready when you get there, absolutely you pay for that. Hypothetically speaking, of course. Hypothetically speaking. Oh, hypothetically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never do that. You know, but there's a there's a whole flip side to it. And yeah. and the thing is that men have been doing this for years. Right. Uh, essentially, but it's it's I I don't want to say become more acceptable, yeah. but with technology a lot more mainstream. Mm-hmm. And oh, I yeah. <laughs> I just I, I can't Why not well, can't say what you're gonna say, man. So for me, Women are commoditizing the warm and fuzzy aspect of mm-hmm. of of them of a relationship of their sexuality. Their 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 they think that they're actually dating. Mm-hmm. Like they're getting some of the fun and some of the perks and everything else. But uh, what happens? Uh, like your girlfriend, who yeah. she calls? She got a flat tire. But she calls me. Yeah, she calls you. Right. You're her her partner. Yeah. Her boyfriend. Yeah. You guys committed. Right. Now for these women that have only sugar daddies, and they get a flat tire, who are they going to call? Triple A. Triple A, because <laughs> if they call any of those sugar daddies, they're like, wait, I pay you yeah, you, to when, do when, stuff for me. Once you get your flat fix, then yeah. you come over here. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, tell you what, I can send you an Uber for you to come over to my place. Exactly. But you can take care of your car later. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's superficial. It's topical. It's shallow. It's just, yeah, it's a way to make extra They call money. the ex-boyfriend. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, what? What no, happened? You all right? Running out of tequila. You, you good? Yeah. All right. You need a double? Mm-hmm. So going going back to what we were saying <laughs> earlier, um, when women say, you know, he's intimidated, then when, when a girl tells their friend, oh, he's just intimidated by you, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to throw out some traits of, quote, unquote, what a strong, successful, powerful woman is. And you tell me is, is these fall in line with what guys would want in a relationship, in a woman. Mm-hmm. All right. Confidence. Yes. Okay. Uh, knows what she wants, and more importantly, knows what she doesn't want. Mm-hmm. Uh, great in social gatherings. Remember we talked about that before, being Absolutely. able to walk away. Because I've, I've been in some situations where it's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm, I'm going, I got to talk to this guy over here. I told you this was a meeting, a networking mm-hmm. thing, so kind of mingle. I, I don't know these people. I can't talk, I can't talk to anybody. Yeah. It's like, mm. it's like, I can't bring you here. Then it's like, why don't you ever bring me? It's like, because I, 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 you can't. Do your own thing. And there's nothing wrong with that if you can't do that. But that is a trait that men would want. Well, see, I, I took that as a different way that uh, you could actually take them to social gatherings. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that too. But I'm know. saying being able to hand, have the, handle their own, yeah. you know, as, as Neo would say, she handles mm-hmm. her own. Yeah. She can, she can, like you said, she can, she can work a room. Yes. You know, and she's more of a partner than this is my arm candy. Mm-hmm. You know, she so can when actually. When you say work a room, what do you mean? 
Well, she can she can talk to <laughs> different mind. people. She can she can move around. Like she, you know, she can make she'll make some friends. She go, oh, I just met a great guy over here, blah, blah blah. You need to talk to him because he was talking about blah 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 blah, and he might be interested in you know sponsoring your podcast. You know, it's like that yeah. type that type of partner. You like that's what I want. Like, okay, hell so not, yeah, not working a room like getting other numbers. No, gotcha. no, that's that's going back to the sugar dating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a woman that can take care of her business, that she can handle her business. That that means work, home. Like, she can take care of shit. Like, you don't have to, like, go back and go, hey, did you remember to pay for this? Hey, did you remember? She's like, no, I got it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like so if those are the traits of a successful, powerful woman, then what are men being intimidated by? That is the question. Because it's not any of those things. So when you say he's intimidated by you, what is he intimidated by? Because you meet all the criteria of what a real man would want. So are you not finding a real man? No, I think it depends on what they lead with, how they introduce themselves, how they define themselves to their date. Yeah. Because you can be a, a partner at 30 for, I don't know why I keep picking partner at 30 for a law firm. You know, <laughs> you can be a doctor by, you know, you could be the, the female Doogie Hauser. Mm-hmm. Maybe 16 years old. Oh, no. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those young people out there, Doogie Hauser was a 15-year-old phenom who ended up being a lead doctor at 16 at his hospital. And somehow, through laws that we have no idea how they were managed, he was able to operate and, and surgically, you know, uh, repair people and, and be one of the, you know, head doctors at, at, their, um, at the hospital and had a really hot girlfriend that I had a serious crush on um, when I was watching the show. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, and, yeah, he was, uh, and then he ended up being a, Amazing guy on a show called How I Met Your Mother. Did you know that he is the United States president of the uh, U.S.? Uh, I'm sorry, he's the well, president. The yeah. United States president. No, he's, sorry, he's the president of the U.S. Magicians Guild. I didn't know that that existed. He's the president. So <laughs> I didn't know he was the president. <laughs> <laughs> you could have named anybody. Right. You could have named me. No. I, I didn't know that that existed. Do you know what that is? No. The more you know. <laughs> oh, well, now you know. No one's after battle. There you go. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Shout out. For those young people out there, G.I. Joe uh, was a <laughs> was not just a movie with uh, Channing Tatum with Channing before Tatum. he got swole and, and one of the Wayans. Yeah. And one of the Wayans. Marlon, man. All black people don't look alike. Shit. Golly, man. You really got to go there? Really? Uh, I'm, you went with the, you. One, one of the Wayans. B.B., C.C., no, one of the weigh-ins. It was, it, yeah. <laughs> I lose track of all the weigh-ins. That's I like only, the weigh-ins. There's only like four. There's like four, and really two that works. I mean, you got Damon, you got Marlon. Yeah. And, you know, Sean, every once in a while, you know, and then uh, Keenan is the, the, the older brother, and, you know, he just directs and, and writes and stuff. So shout out to the weigh yeah. But, yeah. no, like uh, going back to what I was saying, it depends on what you lead with. Yeah. If you go with, well, I'm a, you know, well, tell me about you. Well, I'm a successful, powerful, but <laughs> I don't think they start with that. <laughs> yeah, know. that would intimidate me, though. Yeah. So, yeah I'm well, because well, part of that is in the workforce, and I've seen it before, women have to defend their, their position. They have to, you know, mm-hmm. set boundaries and they have to, you know, this is what I am and what I do. And, yeah. it, and sometimes whenever they go out on a date and they're talking about what they do, it translates that way. Yeah. And so then they're defending themselves to their date about why they're great. Yeah. Date picks up on that and it's like, oh, you're guarded. You're walled off. Mm-hmm. You're aggressive. You know, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, hard edges are fine, but not sharp edges. Right. You know, and going out on a date, while it's, it, it is a business interview in, in certain ways. Yeah. You know, just 
be yourself. You yeah. say, when somebody says, tell me about yourself, don't say, well, this is my job. Right. Your job defines you, in which case... I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Yeah. Or, or just career in itself, because, like I said, a lot of these successful women, they have their own careers. Their careers might be something awesome, but like you said, I mean, the guy is probably thinking like, well, I'm not really looking to date someone that is on tour all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not what, look- what problems do you want? Yeah, I'm not looking to date someone that's always gone, that I have to like literally pencil in, you know, me, you mm-hmm. know, me seeing them. I think, you know, as we talk about who's in charge, who's a powerful, this and that, I think men are less, you know, are more reluctant to be with a woman that even though she makes money, even though she does this, he's like, yeah, that's not that's not the end all for me. That's not that high as a requirement to be with a woman. I want her to do this, 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 and this. The financial thing is a plus, but it's not like, you know, number one. So therefore they don't put they don't they're gonna really take the time to deal with a woman who sorry, I gotta go. Oh sorry, honey, I'm not gonna be make the make our dinner tonight. I got an extra meeting or oh sorry, honey, uh, I know we had, you know, your birthday this weekend, but I gotta fly to LA. I gotta have a meeting, blah, blah, blah. Gosh, like I don't do that. I think women deal with that a little bit more yeah. from the powerful guy. Because the financial value is way higher. You know, it's like, yeah, he's not here, blah, blah, blah. But look where I'm living. Look at the car I'm driving. Look at the financial freedom that I have to do the things that I want to do. So I'm willing to deal with him not being here, him not being here with the kids, him missing birthday parties, blah, blah, blah. The other way around, a guy's not having his, his, his wife missing birthday parties. He's like, no, I need you home, mm-hmm. you know. Now, whether or not that is a you know a, a double standard, so to speak, but I do think that there's a thing that guys will like traditional roles. Y- yeah, yeah, I think there is a, a thing about traditional roles that still, even though we're in the 2019 and we're doing things differently, that I think there's still some stuff that's embedded in us mm-hmm. to say, you know, you kind of want your woman to be kind of the take care of the house, you know, to be kind of the even though she works, you know, and and the guy takes care of the house too. Hell, I mean, I do most of the cooking and and everything else. You know, in, in my house, because I work from home, so I'm I'm more able to do a lot of the household chores because she is gone all the time. So, I mean, it, it works both ways, you know, but I just think at the end of the day, though, especially when kids are involved, it's almost like, well, the mom needs to be there. But, you know, and it, this is where I agreed uh, as far as accepted, uh, you know, traditional roles. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, But my take on that is that uh, whenever I get done with work, and I'm driving to the place where, you know, my yeah. bed and all my clothes are, I want to walk into a home. Right. I don't want to walk into a place where I pay rent, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's, or I should say, so it would be one person who, who does cultivate that as a home. Yeah. Whether it's the man or the woman, mm-hmm. either way. Right. You know, whenever you're raising your kids, you know, if you have kids, do you want them to be raised in, in, in daycare by a nanny or by right. a, a, an au pair? Uh, it was French, right? Au pair, I guess. Sure. Or... Do you want to have, you know, have your, your significant other, whether it's man or woman, raise the kids, take care of the kids, have that that home, that yeah. warm and fuzzy. Yeah. You know, for me, that's that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Because uh, however much money they make, if we both go on tour or whatever else, if they end up making more money, that's that's fine. It's just in the end, I want a partner and I, I want a, I want a home. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, actually, when you think about it, when you talk about the men being intimidated, I think more men are intimidated by a beautiful partner or a beautiful woman, aesthetically beautiful, mm-hmm. more than they would be intimidated by a successful, powerful woman. And it's not because of they're intimidated by her. They're intimidated by 
the offers that she get daily, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it's in person, whether it's online. Um, I, I have to admit, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I'm with someone now that when I first met her, I'm thinking, wow, I'm going to have a lot of guys I got to compete with. Yep. You know, and a lot of guys with more money, mm-hmm. like like you said before, guys that's going to offer her trips, you know, Lear Jets. I, I, I don't have a Lear or a Jet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be able to do a trip here and there, but that's about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's not so much intimidated by her, but it's like, okay, when she walks out of this door, Mm-hmm. how many other dudes is going to have way more shit than I have that's going to be approaching her? And yeah. at what point they catch her at a weak moment, <laughs> you know, and then whoop, just swoop her away, you know. So I, in my opinion, I think that's more intimidating for a guy than the whole successful, powerful thing. And But let, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. See, it's not so much that that's intimidating. It's that that falls into a uh, a moral ethical, you know, the, the judgment process of the person that, that yeah. you're looking at. Yeah. Because it, you know, the situation is intimidating. Yeah. But the woman herself isn't. She's she's just pretty. Right. You know, uh, so that's not the intimidating factor. It's, like you said, it's it's everything else yeah. surrounding it. Now, I mean, I mean, of course, now, in my situation, you know, once you get to know the person, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, we're, we're good, you know. But I, I, I think the whole intimidating thing, I, I see more guys being, I mean, I hear guys going, she's out of my league. She's out of my league. I never heard a guy say she's successful and powerful. Go, oh, she's out of my league. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. the, the beautiful girl, he's like, yeah, I, I can't. And when he says she's out of my league, once again, he's not really saying that I'm not worthy enough to date her. But does she think I'm worthy enough to date yeah. her? Exactly. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I hang out with her tonight, but Dak Prescott might call her tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I can't compete with Dak. Yeah. You know, he has a stronger arm than I do. <laughs> I can't, I, can't, I can't compete with that. You know, I might make better decisions on third and fourth, but other than that, I mean, he he's way he has way a stronger arm than I do, and and his contract is a little larger than mine. Shout out to the Canvas Hotel, um, Canvas. down there, uh, right by the South Side, Lamar. I mean, I think former Nilo. Mm-hmm. Um, man, we went to their pool party on Monday, uh, actual Memorial Day. Yeah, and it was packed. Uh, the DJ was jamming like some of my favorite '90s hip hop songs, um, and Jared was dancing to Selena. <laughs> uh, this was after the third, I think, third double of Tequila. Yeah, well, two and a half. And, and then yeah. and he, he had that shot with that little twenty-one-year-old. I don't think yeah. I, yeah, I, saw, I saw you over there. She actually came up to you. She did. I I was shocked. Twenty-one, man. Good job. I, this is a, this is a round of applause. <laughs> I don't know. Cheering. Round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Twenty-one year old walked up to old ass Jared. That is amazing. God, man, I haven't had a twenty-one year old come to me unless they were like selling something. She she thought I looked about almost ten years younger that's than what I am. Hey, that's 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 what that's what we do, man. But no, it's, it's one of the things totally caught me off guard because mm-hmm. the the bar was packed and yeah. you know, somebody taps you on the shoulder and they go, "Oh, is the seat take, taken?" It's like, "Oh no, 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 you can squeeze in." And you and I kept on talking and we were trying to get a drink. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I hear this, oh, by the way, my name is so-and-so. Yeah. And I was like, oh, very different situation. Yeah. And turned around and just started chatting and saying hi. And do you know the last time anybody ever actually, yes. Thank you for the round of applause, because I I have to say, (laughs) that felt good. That was a compliment. That was was one of those where, and you just let me be. Like, you just backed up, and you're like, all right, I'm going to let him. That's what a wingman does. Sometimes a wingman knows when to come in and when to back off. Yeah. So, uh, no, she uh, walked up. We had a good conversation. Turns out uh, lots of things in common between photography and mm-hmm. fashion, and she's got a 
blog or a, a video blog, a vlog, and we're doing our podcast. And uh, and she's 21. I didn't know that when she walked up. I hope you plan on being up for a while. 21-year-olds don't go to sleep. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't stop partying until the sun comes up. So uh, I hope you took a nap. I'm not, I'm not your age, man. <laughs> Oh, you're yo, you right by my heel. If I stop, you're gonna run right behind me. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> you're right behind me. <laughs> no, I, I actually we were hanging out and we were having a good time. I mean, it wasn't like we weren't having a good time, mm-hmm. but you were in a different mood. And then I was, you know, looking on this direction and on my phone. And then you turned around. Your eyes were like gleaming. And you were like, you want shots? I said shots. And I looked over and I see this little girl over here, little cute girl. I was like. Jared, man, oh, man, it's like it's like a, she shot you with some adrenaline, and you just like, boop, you like grew two inches, and you was just like, <laughs> shot, let's do it. You were so vibrant, you you're so energized, and next thing you know, you're dancing to Selena. I mean, I was. Oh yeah, thanks for that uh, Instagram story, of me uh, oh, doing yeah. the bachata behind that other guy. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, many people thought that was <laughs> thumbs up. They gave you the fire emoji when they oh, saw yeah. that. That was. Uh, Many, uh, you know, we got pool parties coming, but Canvas Hotel, shout out to you guys. We will be back. And for those of you out there who haven't gone, I will say Nilo was bullshitting when it came to hanging out at their pool. And yeah. they were on some bullshit. And I had, I stopped going um, for a couple of years. I haven't, I, I drive by the place. I didn't even think about it. And so when I saw Canvas Hotel and I saw about this party, I was like, you know, let's go check it out. Totally different crowd. Totally different mindset. You know, they were just awesome. Uh, the bartenders were great. The people were great. Like I said, the DJ was doing his thing. Um, we will definitely be back. So if you ever want to find us, um, know when the next time Canvas Hotel is doing a pool party, there's a good chance Juan B. and Jared will be there. Yeah, absolutely. And a quick shout-out to our buddies Chris Knight and Jackson. They do a lot of work up there at Canvas. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh. And I, uh, they, They've got a great night that they're setting up once a week. I'll get more details on that. I'll let you know about it. But I'd love to have Jackson, Chris, love to have you guys on here. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys got to come on. Uh, and thank you guys for, I know Jackson has been showing us love on on the social media because, as Absolutely. I said last week, you know, brothers, we hard for us to get love on social media. <laughs> uh, don't let me know. I'm not going to go back in there anymore. But, yeah. So thank you for showing us love, man. Absolutely. Man, it's time for one more drink. And then it's time for us to get on up out of here. So uh, we will see you guys next week. As always, it'll be episode six next week. Episode six. That's on the other side of five for those of you out there counting. <laughs> so I'm Juan B. I'm Jared Frescas. We will see you next week. All right. Later. Later. Later.